was saying last week, it's good to just reflect, review the state of our heart, ask ourselves, are we running dry? You know, really, where is, you know, are we in love with Jesus? Are we passionate for him? But I don't look at us as a congregation. And, you know, and I think of all the people who are serving our kids uh, today and just teaching them about the love of Jesus, his love for, 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 for us. But nevertheless, this letter has stuff to teach us. And the three things it really has to teach us, I think, and indeed in this passage, you know, are number one, keep your eye on the goal. Keep your eye on the prize. Do not take your eye off the prize. Number two, be patient. All right, the Bible has a lot to say. God's word has a lot to say about patience. Not getting frustrated. Okay, number three, uh, keep on loving. All right, just keep on loving people. The people in this room, the people in, in our church who aren't in this room, your neighbours, your friends, your work colleagues, just the people you bump into uh, in the street, at the school gate, wherever it might be, day in and day out. Keep your eye on the prize, stay patient, keep loving people. And with the, thir and with the third one, you need to continue to know Jesus' love for you and actually be in love with him in order to be able to love others. Okay, keep your eye on the prize. Stay patient. Keep on loving. Right, keep your eye on, on, the, on the prize. At the end of this passage, in the very last sentence, uh, in verse 12, chapter 6 and verse 12, he says, We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those through faith and patience and patience inherit what has been promised. All right? The writer is saying, keep on looking at what your inheritance is. Okay, what the prize is, what you've been promised. What is it that we have been promised? Okay? What have what have we been promised? Well, how about just straightforwardly eternal life? Wow. Eternal life. What will that be like to be with our Father God? We have this picture of this city where you no longer need a sun because God himself is our light. All right? He himself will be with us. He'll be our, our light. Where all of those struggles and suffering, all those things that actually that people were talking about, even in those testimonies, the things that they've seen God bring them through, whatever it else you know, you're feeling in your life. By the way, all the suffering you see out in the world, on our streets, with our friends, in countries, all gone all made right. Justice. Boy, I long for justice. That's what we've been promised. Keep your eye on that prize. When a runner is running a race, and the New Testament has a lot to say about people running races, all right? the, the image of, of an athlete in training running a race just crops up time and time again. <coughs> At the end of this book, uh, in Hebrews chapter 12, and in verse 2, it uses this uh, the writer uses this image. He says, And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. All right? He says, run the race marked out for us. The, 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 the New Testament has a lot to say about running a race. When you run a race, okay, where do you look? You don't look behind you. I can tell you that does not help. All right? You don't look behind 
you'll crash, you'll fall over. You don't look down. Okay, actually, when you look down, you run more slowly. Your neck gets hurt, your back gets hurt, and actually, you'll lose the way. When you run a race, you look forward. Right? You look forward to the finishing tape. Okay, you keep your eyes on the prize. Now, uh, I don't know if you've heard an athlete called Catherine Granger. Right? She's a rower. She has uh, been in several Olympics. She won a gold medal in the rowing in the London Olympics. She'd sweated for about, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years to win that gold medal. And then she took two years off and she's come back. She's uh, 38 uh, and she is aiming for a gold medal in Rio, all right, in the Rio de Janeiro Olympics. And her aim is that gold medal. And at the moment, she's not doing great. I mean, she's back in the Great Britain squad, but she's losing. Uh, you know, she's, she's, she isn't winning medals at the moment. And she says, but I'm keeping my eye on the prize. Right, through it all, through the pain and the struggle and the sweat and the way that she's kind of almost beating her body up to get ready to be in the race, the Rio de Janeiro Olympics, what is, what, what's keeping her going? When she gets up and it's raining on a December morning and she's got to go out in the river and it's freezing cold and she's got to, what is keeping her going? It's the prize. Now for us, we have a much better prize uh, than, than that. And what's more, Unlike Catherine Granger, who's going to be up against all these other crews, all of whom are also doing fantastically and doing exactly the same, and the truth is she can't be certain she's going to win. Wow, all that effort, and she doesn't even know if she's going to win, whatever she tells herself. But what do we know? We know we're going to win this prize if we keep going. But you've got to keep your eye on it. And I'd say to you, if you're feeling tired and weary, or worn out or burnt out, or you're struggling, what should we do? Let's lift our heads again. Let's remind ourselves of what the promise that we've been given held secure for us, our inheritance that has been promised by God to us. And let's refocus our eyes. You know, if you're a new Christian, and maybe you've been through that, just that first blush of enthusiasm and energy, and you know, you just know the goodness of God, but boy, after a few months, you know, the truth is, Sometimes the reality of life feels like it's set back in and you're wondering, gosh, is it worth it? And I just say to you again, lift your eyes, eternal life where justice, goodness, suffering is over. We'll know what it really, all those things in your heart that you think it should be like this. I can tell you it's going to be like that. Keep our eyes on that prize and let's look to Jesus who himself went through all of that stuff you know, indeed, it says here uh, in Hebrews 12, let me just go back to it, the bit where it says, you know, the race marked out for us, fix your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand throne of, of, of God. He was willing to endure the cross for the joy that was set before him. I have to say, suffering is going to be part of our life. Struggle is going to be part of our life. We are told, you know, when you go through that, go, oh, thank God, because now I'm really sharing in what Jesus went through. I'm just sharing in everything Jesus went through so that I can share in his joy. Keep our eye focused on the prize and the saviour who has gone before us. But as you're doing it, just be patient. 
Okay. Uh, think of Abraham. In this uh, letter to the Hebrews, uh, the writer goes on and starts talking about all these Old Testament characters like Abraham and Moses and uh, who else? David. And, you know, he just lists them all, Gideon and Barak, and he just sort of goes through them all. In fact, he says, I've run out of time uh, to talk about all of them. And he says all of these folk had been given a promise by God that they held on to. But they did not see its accomplishment in their lives. They died and had not seen its accomplishment. Now just think of the example of Abraham. Okay? Abraham's an extraordinary character. Abraham uh, was given a promise that he was going to be a blessing to the whole world and that he was going to be the father of a great nation. What did he see in his lifetime? Okay, actually, he saw quite a lot of failure where he, he got stuff wrong. And then he had one son. Not many sons and daughters. He just had the one. So here's a guy who's been promised, you're going to be the father of a great nation through whom the whole world is going to be blessed. What did he himself see in his earthly lifetime? He just saw one son. Did the guy go, well, what happened? Do you know what? I don't think he did, and the Bible commends him for his faith that he just stayed true to God all the way through because he just saw the first little down payment, the first deposit. But we know that through him, the whole world has been blessed. You are testimony to that fact, okay, that the whole world has been blessed through this guy Abraham, through whose family the great nation of Israel came, the person Jesus, the saviour of the world, the good news that has since spread out right around the globe. So when you're going, but God, you've given us this promise. When we as a church go, but God, you've given us this promise that we are going to be a blessing to this area. Actually, the many areas in which we live. Okay, be patient. Don't get frustrated. Keep our eyes on the prize because he has, he has promised it. He will make it true. All right, hold firm. Hold firm with each other, be an encouragement to each other. You know, it's great just to hear those stories, isn't it? Partly because it just brings my eyes back to the prize. It brings my eyes back that God is good and faithful. How many stories do we have in this church recently of provision of housing? In fact, I was being reminded of this by Katie yesterday. Just several, just recently, miraculous stories of provision of housing. Where it just did not seem possible, but almost at the last minute he just sorted stuff out. Do you know, for us, that is just like a little deposit of God's goodness and his faithfulness and the promises which we, he will make come to pass through our lives together. And when we're down, let's pick each other up and remind each other of our stories. Uh, sometimes it's good to remind us, about in, in, when someone is down, of what has indeed happened in their life, the truth that they've known, and just build each other back up. You know, this is what it says in that verse in Hebrews 6. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Patience, perseverance, endurance, those are the marks of the fruit of the Spirit. They're not often um, treasured or valued in our culture, because our culture wants it now. Okay, instant gratification. How frustrated do people get? I've never seen more complaints at work than about how slowly computers boot up. <laughs> All right, I can tell you, for those of you who knew the ZX Spectrum or the BBC 64, the first home computers, boy, did they take a while to boot up. The computer, you know, you put the cassette tape in 
I mean, people don't know they're born today just how fast computers boot up, <laughs> but unless it's instant at the press of a button, like that is a real symbol of our culture. But patience, endurance, and I look around me, I look at the faces out here, I know other people in, in our church who are witnesses to us of faithfulness and patience, and your stories are amazing. And just hold on to them, okay? And then finally, keep on loving. Okay, keep loving. I love the fact that the gospel and kind of the law of God is so simple. Love God with all your heart, love your neighbour as you love yourself, all right? So simple. Do you know, in maths, uh, you often know that a formula, a complicated formula, is right because it's simple and it's beautiful, right? Mathematicians often tell you, if it's, if it's really complicated and almost too, too hard to work out, in the end they kind of wonder, actually, that's probably wrong. Simplicity is often a sign of truth, and I just love the fact that the gospel is straightforward. Here's what the, th this writer says, these people he's just got so angry with. He says, but God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. I say to us, God is not unjust. He will not forget the acts of kindness and gentleness and love that our lives are witness to and have been day in and day out. He will not forget it. He does remember it. He will honour it. And then the writer goes on and says this. He says, but we want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end. Keep going. Keep going with the way that we have started in order to make your hope sure. We do not want you to become lazy. Now, there's another translation of this which says, we want you to stay sharp and not become dull. We were at an encounter evening uh, in Drummond Row last Sunday, and Mike Hewitt came to talk to us, and he told us this great story uh, that he had heard uh, from a guy called Brian. Uh, for those of you there, Mike couldn't remember the guy's name, but anyway, he was called Brian, and he is a guy from the north of England who's been a, a missionary out in Thailand. He's looking at Vic. Yeah, Vic's nodding. Uh, he's been out in Thailand for 25 years. Uh, but he'd been there for about 15 years. And, you know, he'd seen a few people saved. Um, and he'd seen, uh, he'd, he'd seen some incredible stuff. He'd, but in particular, he'd seen one lady uh, who I think was an older lady and she'd had cancer but she'd been involved in sort of spiritism of some sort, and he went to pray for her, and uh, in fact, I think Mike said the guy's story is both her shock and his shock, uh, she was completely healed, like then and there. And um, they helped her establish herself with a different job, because clearly, having come to know Jesus through this miraculous thing of seeing herself healed from cancer, Going back to, you know, help people channel spirits wasn't necessarily the ideal follow-on. Um, so I think they bought her like, um, like, a, like a push-along cart from which she sold ice creams or something like that. And she went around villages just selling ice creams and telling people about Jesus. Well, roll forward a few years, and this guy, he's been there for 15 years, and I don't know, he's got a church of about 100 people. So, you know, he's seen some stuff, seen God's love, but not like something incredible, and God just put his finger on him and said, do you really love people like I love people? Okay, uh, I have to say I felt challenged by that recently, uh, even before I'd heard that story. Do you love people like I love people? <coughs> and this guy, I guess, basically sort of had to say, well, no, it's not obvious that I do, and just repented, okay, and uh, was 
encouraged, inspired, provoked, I don't quite know the right word, to go and find this lady again and go with her and just watch her doing her stuff in the villages, going around selling ice creams and just telling people her story. Now, he read the, uh, Jesus' instruction to his disciples when he sends out the twelve while Jesus is still alive, who just says, when you go to a village, just proclaim your blessing on that, vill- you know, on, on, on that village or on that house. And when you go in, if they welcome you, your blessing will stay. And actually, if they don't welcome you, just leave and your blessing will return to, to you. But just go and bless them. And he encouraged this lady, just when she went to a village, just, to, just before she did anything else, just to bless the village. And then just go in and sell the ice creams, you know, as well as she could in serving Jesus and just keep telling her story. But just before she did, just to bless the village. And, well, they just began to see incredible things happening of just people suddenly responding, whole villages saved. Now, in one sense, the real lesson of this story is just be ready to bless people, right? Just be ready to love people. And again, we've just got great stories. Um, One of my favourites recently is a story Ruth Taylor has told about going and seeing uh, their headmaster at their school. And I think Ruth just offered to pray uh, for the head. Is that right? You you can just nod. And um, just a simple offering of blessing to the head teacher to say, we honour you for the work you're doing, for the way you're leading this school. What a great, simple way to love uh, someone. We just have many stories like, like, like that. You know, wherever you are, we've just got great stories of people who are just part of their community, part of a tenants' association, you know, all sorts of things. And when you go to to do all that stuff, when you're at work, just bless wherever you're going. Just proclaim God's blessing on it and then just ask him to provide you with opportunities to love people. No, let's keep on loving each other because that is the way we are told that people know we're Jesus' disciples. Okay, it's just a sign of peace. It's just a sign of God's grace to this world. And then finally, though, I want us to see more of just the injection of God's power through his Holy Spirit. You know, much as that story of this guy Brian out in Thailand, being there 15 years, they just start to proclaim God's blessing on things. And you know what? He just, God provides, it sounded like, just like an injection of his Holy Spirit. And through their words, he just breathed on those communities. Take some risk. um, And we just need to see, as we carry on doing what we're doing, don't give up, don't get lazy, stay sharp, keep it simple. Don't, you know, uh, don't worry about like the day of small things, just keeping on doing the simple small things of loving our our neighbours. Keep our eye on the prize that we're headed for. Be patient. But we are going to pray for an injection of God's Holy Spirit. That we will see more people respond to his gospel. Do you know, I long to see people who have responded to his gospel. I've seen so many faces come through this church and then life just gets tough and they fall away. Okay, because they just start to doubt, is it really true, I think. And for those people, and there are some of you here today who are just kind of beginning to wonder, it's all too tough. I'd ask you to know this. God, your Father, is stood next to you with his arms out open and he just wants you to run into his arms. Okay? Because he will carry you through it. There is suffering and you'll be perfected in it. But he wants to carry you through it.
But don't give up, don't get lazy, keep your eye on the prize and keep on finding ways, small ways, big ways, simple ways to love those around you. Right, I'm going to finish. I'm going to pray for us and then it'll be time to go and get kids. Stay, have a drink. If you're feeling tired, guys, just turn to someone, get someone to pray for you. If you're feeling discouraged, turn to someone, get someone to pray for you. That, you know, if you are feeling burnt out, can I just encourage you, take a rest, refocus your eyes on the goal, on Jesus. Okay, just get intimate with God. Um, and today, turn to someone and just get them to lay hands upon you and pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But let's stand, and I'm going to pray for us for this week. Jesus, I thank you for your salvation. I thank you that we look forward to you coming again and making all things right. I look forward to your justice. I wait for it. I yearn for it. But in the meantime, Lord, would your kingdom come. Lord, and we long to see lives changed and relationships healed and people come to know you and your goodness and all that it can mean. And Lord, I pray that you will inject us and fill us again with your Holy Spirit and you will open doors for us to bless others and just to share your encouragement and to share your love and to share your peace. But Lord, would you fill us with your spirit and your power as we do it. And Lord, would we see people respond in even greater numbers to your good news. Wherever we are, wherever they are, Lord, we long to see, we long, long to lead more people to you. Lord, we long for a harvest. Lord, you've said the harvest is ready. Would you send us out into it? And then finally, Lord, I pray for people who are feeling discouraged or who are with doubt or who are feeling dry and burnt out. And Lord, I pray again, fill them with your spirit. Lord, I pray, fill them with your love now. Even now, fill them with your love. Lord, may it well up like a spring of water from within them. Waters, living waters. Lord, that they might overflow. And Lord, that they themselves would just be a channel and a blessing of your love to others. Lord, we just praise your name. We trust in your promises. Lord, bless our weeks in your name. Amen. Amen. Have a great week. Go and get your kids.